Good morning, everyone. So today, uh, maybe to help us get started, I want to give a title to today's sermon. Um, and so I want to call today's sermon, The Liturgy of Your Life. The Liturgy of Your Life. That word liturgy, so is one of the words for worship. And today we're going to talk about worship and what happens here in this church on this altar uh, and how that is meant to find a reflection and echo how it's supposed to spill into your entire life. Uh, the word for worship in the New Testament, there's a number of them. Uh, three off the top of my head. Uh, proskuneo is a word that means literally to bend the knee. And so when you come into Mass, right, you bend your knee to the tabernacle, right? Not to the priest, not to the altar, but to the tabernacle. And that is symbolic of what we do in our lives, right? It's a, it's a sign of weakness. It's a sign of laying yourself down. And when we, knee, when we kneel, we kind of submit ourselves to something greater. So that's proskuneo. It means to bend the knee. Uh, another word for worship, a more general word, is latria. And that word is used in one of our readings today, and we're going to get to that. The word lottery is the general sense of worship. And then the word for liturgy is liturgia in Greek. And that's the official public worship of God, which is what we have in the Mass. And that's where we get the word liturgy. Okay, so one of the strangest compliments I've ever received in my life. We have... Um, people, lords, there's some old friends of mine that I've been friends with a long time, and there's uh, these two women and their husbands and kids that go to lords. And like I said, I've known them for quite some time, and their parents live in California. And when they come to visit their, their daughters and their grandkids and they come to Colorado, they always come to Mass here at some point or another. And <clears throat> I don't know, maybe a year ago, one of the daughters who goes here she came up and she said, Father Brian, my mother wants you to know that she likes the way you walk. And I was like, okay, <laughs> cool. <laughs> what does that mean? Uh, and as I thought about it, I knew I actually knew what she meant when she said that. And what she meant is not how I walk. You know, I'm not like putting out the vibe on the street or anything like that. What she meant is during the liturgy. And it's funny, but I know this about myself. The way I walk at Mass is different from how I walk outside. And the way I speak, a big joke among priests is that everyone has their, like, their Mass voice. Right? And I, we don't mean to do it. I'm actually, at Mass, I try not to overdo it because it can be a distraction. But every priest knows that when we're praying to God when we're here at this sacred altar, that we speak a little differently. Right? The Mass, what it does, and here's what I want to say to you today, is when I come into Mass and I know what's happening, I know that on this altar today, the one sacrifice of Jesus Christ, the moment that redeemed the world, is mystically made present. And I know that that's sacred. 
right? And that's why we act differently at church, right? When you go to church, the reason our church is beautiful and the reason that we are quiet, right, and we, we teach our children, you know, and, and it's hard. I'm not picking on parents here. But gradually, we tr- learn, we train our children to learn how to be quiet in Mass and how to be prayerful. Is it something sacred is happening? And when you have something sacred in your life and something sacred is happening, you act differently. And today what I want to say to you and what the the readings today at Mass and especially our second reading, what they want to say to you, brothers and sisters, is that your life is sacred. And that your entire life, that what happens in here is meant to be reflected in the way you live your life. And when, when you're doing something sacred, you walk a little differently. In the New Testament, the, the word for walking, when you're walking, in, or that metaphor in the New Testament, it always means the way you live in a practical way in the world. Paul will say over and over, he'll say, be careful how you walk. And he doesn't mean like, watch out for cracks, right? Be care-. He doesn't mean that. He's saying, live a moral life. So before Mass, there's prayers for the priest. So when the priest comes into the sacristy, when he gets ready for Mass and he's putting on his vestments, there's different prayers that he prays. So they say this, a couple of them. The priest starts, he says, Give virtue, O Lord, to my hands, that every stain may be wiped away that I may be enabled to serve you without defilement of mind or body. When he puts on the alb, the alb is the white kind of robe underneath the chasuble. The white robe, that, by the way, is my baptismal garment. That's what that is. Those of you who have had baptisms here, right, remember when your children are baptized, you dress them in a white garment. And the alb the priest wears is symbolic of your baptism. So the prayer for the alb, when the priest puts that on, says, Purify me, O Lord, from all stains and cleanse my heart, that washed in the blood of the Lamb I may enjoy the eternal delights. The cincture, right, which is the rope that's like the belt that a priest wears. Mine's pretty cool. It's got gold thread in it pretty hip. It says, gird me, O Lord, with the cincture of purity. And here's what I want you to see. All these prayers, every one of them says, what I do outside the church is meant to mirror what I do inside the church. My liturgy, my worship of God does not stop here. It continues in the way I live day by day. And this is what St. Paul is saying to us today. Today we're in Romans chapter 12. And every one of us, right, all of us should know this chapter. It's a beautiful chapter. So Romans 12, St. Paul says, I appeal to you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God. And here's the key line I want you to hear today 
which is your rational worship. Here's here's what I want to drive home today. Here's what Paul wants to say to us, and we're going to tie this to our gospel. Here's what Jesus wants to say to us today. The Mass makes us different. The moment that redeemed the world is Jesus going to the cross. And what happened, right, it was not just the end of a story. Jesus' death and resurrection is not merely the great climax of the story. It's so much more than that. Jesus' death on the cross in the New Testament is understood as the moment the perfect worship of God happened. The cross was a moment of liturgy, of liturgia. And what happens at Mass, brothers and sisters, is that we come and you and I are meant to be drawn into what happens on the cross. Someday, I don't know if, if we'll get there or not, but someday I think what should happen, and this is a can of worms, but I'm going to go for it anyways, someday what should happen is that I should be saying Mass again facing the cross. The church has never really called for the priest to face the people. That never really happened. And the reason is because all of us together during Mass are meant to face God. We're all together to be drawn up into the cross of Jesus Christ. That's what liturgy is. Is that Jesus in his perfect offering to the Father draws us into that. I urge you to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God. So here's my challenge to you today, brothers and sisters. You are called as a Christian to offer your life in worship. And how are you doing that? When you come to Mass, when you see the clouds of incense go up to God, the real incense is supposed to be happening in your life. When you live out in the world as a Christian and you love your enemies, and you love the poor, and you walk a little differently, right? You're going to get people at your work who say, man, I like the way you walk. You're like, don't touch me. (laughs) But they're going to mean they love the way you live your life. The world says to us, what you do doesn't matter. Your life is unimportant. Relax, right? Chill out. Take it easy. The gospel of Jesus Christ says that your life matters. And so I want to leave you with this today in our gospel. Peter, Peter doesn't get it yet. Jesus says today in our gospel, as he said, or in Matthew 16 here, he says, Jesus says, Peter, I am going to the cross. I'm going to Jerusalem, and I will be tortured, ridiculed, put to death. And Peter says, Lord, this can't happen. You can't let this happen. And and Jesus says to him, get behind me, Satan. And he says, and here's the key. He says, you are not thinking as God thinks, but as men think. 
You and I are meant every mass to be drawn up into that one sacrifice. When Jesus gives himself to the Father on the cross, and the priest says, through him, with him, and in him. That means all of us. Jesus, through you, in you, with you, may my life be offered to God the Father. Through him, with him, and in him, may all of us give perfect worship to God. Through him, with him, and in him, may the entire world be transformed. The cross is the way we worship the Father, and Peter today doesn't get it yet. That he has to be drawn into that liturgy, the one offering of the Son of God. When you go home today, brothers and sisters, you're supposed to be transformed by the Mass to live your whole life the way you live in this church. Do you know that your life is an offering? That you are called to offer spiritual sacrifice to God the Father? Jesus, today, Lord, I love the liturgy. I love worshiping the Father through you, with you, and in you. And I love that we as a church can do it together. Jesus, what we do here at Mass, may that find a perfect reflection in our lives. That we may offer spiritual sacrifice to the Father. Lord, that we may be drawn up into your cross.